1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
0: It's so important to take care of your sexual health, the same way that you take care of your mental health. I mean, it's part of it, right? It's everything should be included. Like when you think about your sex drive, it should be the same as like drinking water for hydration. And it's just... Heart of life. And so I partnered with this new company called Base, and it was founded by Lola Prego. And basically, what Base does is it tracks, it sends you like this at home blood and saliva test, and it tracks your sleep, your stress, your energy, your diet, and your sex drive. I just took the test and was fascinated by the results. And it's such a really cool company that everybody needs to try because like, don't you want to know everything about your sex drive? In addition to Base as a company, they also have this thing called House of Wise, which are these sex gummies, which I mean, is there anything better than sex and gummies? How about combining them? Like, There's nothing better. Um, Their sex gummies have CBD in every single gummy. Each box contains 10 gummies. And Essentially, these are luxury CBD products that allow women to give more intention and purpose to their daily routines. They're made from organic and natural things like horny goat weed extract and maca root extract, ashwagandha, and they promote desire. And so like if you're, you know, feeling like you want to get in the mood, just eat a gummy and get into it. If you go to get-base.com slash house of wise, you can purchase the sex drive bundle and you'll get an additional 20% off with code ACME and 20% off your house of wise purchase with code ACME. So that's get-base.com slash house of wise and use code ACME for 20% off your house of wise purchase. Happy Mother's Day to everyone who is celebrating today, to people who love their mom, to people who have tough relationships with their mom, to people who want to be a mom, to people who can't be a mom, to people who can't stand Mother's Day. I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that it is Mother's Day. It is Sunday, May 9th. And if you are listening to this episode on Mother's Day, thank you. I am... Grateful to be this motherly figure for you today, but happy, happy Mother's Day. And uh, I hope you enjoy this solo and then the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. Today is a great episode with Austin Kevich. He is the founder of The Locks Club, and I'm very excited for you to hear everything he has to say. I'm going to do a quick solo answering some of your questions, and then we'll get right into it. The first thing I want to talk about is Bill Gates and Melinda Gates' divorce. I know you're like, what? This is not relevant. But it is because it's a divorce and divorce is within dating and we are a dating podcast. I have to say, I was shocked. I think there's some statistic that's like seven in 10 of the world's billionaires, seven out of 10 are divorced. And I was at dinner with my girlfriends last night and they're like, why do you think that is? And I straight up was like, mo' money, mo' problems for sure. But obviously, it's more to that. I think, I mean, if we're going to break down the astrological signs, Bill Gates is a Scorpio and Melinda is a Leo. It's It either works or it doesn't. And it's possible that it got to a point where one or the other wanted to spread their wings. It, but it's funny because I asked my boyfriend last night in bed, I was like, how old is the youngest kid of theirs? And he was like 18. And I was like, of course. Because it's always like once the last kid goes to college that parents divorce. And I feel like to me, if you're waiting until the last kid of yours goes to college to divorce, you must have been unhappy for a while. So I'm happy that they made this decision that hopefully will make both of their lives better. And I can't really speak more on it because I don't know them at all. And... Somebody wanted me to talk about, so we had this poll question, and it was basically Guy wants to move in together before marriage, girl wants to be married before moving in together. Who should compromise, guy or girl? And it was a 50 50. And I truly think that the girl should compromise. It does not just because it's a girl, like it doesn't matter which one of them was the one in the position that didn't want to live together, I would say they have to compromise because living together before you are married or engaged is so important. Yes, I know there are so many people out there who say like, oh, but the statistics of a long-lasting marriage are not living together before. Well, I disagree. I think, I mean, I'm sure those statistics maybe are right. But for me personally, at least, and I can only speak to myself, I think I learned so much about my partner when we moved in together. and. I wouldn't want to only learn that post-marriage. I feel like that'd be so odd because like at that point, you're married, like you have vows to one another. So I think it's really important. And I think it is a bit of like a trial that you're, you know, trying out this person before getting married. And it's nice. Like I know obviously some people have for religious reasons, have to be married or engaged before moving in together. But if you have the option to live together before getting engaged, I highly recommend. Friends who can't be happy for you slash are salty, you're in a relationship. These are always like almost always friends that have their own issues that are just unhappy with themselves. These are not friends that don't like you or don't want what's best for you. It's friends that don't like themselves and that are not able because they're not in a place in their life where they can be happy for someone. And I know this because I have a friend who was depressed when I was in a really happy relationship and she was still happy for me. And so, you know, all I can say is just try to distance yourself from these people and just understand that it's it's a them problem, not a you problem someone asked, how do you define a serial monogamist? And is serial monogamy always unhealthy? No, it's definitely not. A serial monogamist is someone who's in relationships all the time and is very unlikely to be alone. But I call myself a serial monogamist. And I think at least for me, I was a serial monogamist because I was looking for love. And I wasn't someone who dated casually. So I got into relationships hoping that I would find love and I either did or I didn't or I didn't until I did. And I think that that's really fine. Like everyone finds their person a different way. Some people date one person and that's it. Some people don't date for years and years and then date someone and that's it. Some people date a lot of people. Some people date no people. I mean... I I don't think there should be so much judgment around serial monogamous versus people who have never been in a relationship. And I think that's, you know, to each his own. Guilt slash shame or regret after breakups. Feeling responsible, but I know it takes two. I had a lot of guilt after I broke up with my ex at first. And then with time, I reflected and like, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, And I realized that it does take two to tango. And there were a lot of things that he had done that were not cool and not okay. That, you know, just because I was the one that pulled the trigger doesn't mean he didn't help lead us to that path. And so I honestly think that you should be proud of yourself for taking that step. I think breaking up with someone is really hard. And, you know, we were talking last night at dinner about a recent breakup that we know. And at first we were like, he sucks. And then I was like, you know what? I'm proud of him for breaking up with this girl if he didn't see himself with her long-term. Because that's hard. It's easier to just stay and like have sex and do you. But it's actually hard to break up. So definitely don't feel guilty. I mean, if you do feel guilty, then that's okay too. But try not to be so hard on yourself because it's it was either then or much later down the line. And that would have been way, way worse. And that really wouldn't have been okay. Someone asked how often I have sex Oh, you have sex when you live with your partner. Okay. So this is not just like a me question. Cool. I would say we are pretty frequent. We have sex like probably like five, at least five times a week. But I think it's different for everyone and depends on how long you're dating and how high your sex drive is. For me, it it's a like I, physical touch is a love language of mine, and I think for my partner too. So it does bring us together. It brings us closer. It's really a nice thing that we like to do. Like it's not like a chore. It's something that both of us want to do. And so I think like it's very important to be aligned with that, with your partner and not like force yourself to be doing something. Um, But instead, like if the time is right, you know, find something to make it work because it does feel it does bring you closer. But again, like only if only if it's something you want to do, like some couples have sex like once every three weeks and that works for them. And that's totally fine. How to continue momentum from a really good first date. If the feeling was mutual, definitely try to like have another date within the next week, I would say, and like be texting back and forth Make sure you're being like light and funny. And, you know, think of it as like you're getting to know someone. Don't put them on a pedestal yet. Bridesmaids duties, how to ha- manage expectations as a bridesmaid. Um, You know, it. this is totally dependent on like how much money you have and what you can contribute. But for me, I say a bridesmaid is definitely more of like an emotional thing and being there for the person getting married and being a good friend and like hearing them out if they're stressed being supportive um and I think that's priceless so just try to show up for them because you'd want them to show up for you at your wedding I am so excited to tell you guys that we are finally back with the live shows kind of so Remy Bader and I if you don't know who Remy Bader is she is hysterical she has literally risen to fame in a matter of minutes because her personality, her voice, everything about her is electric she started doing these realistic clothing hauls. Like, you know how like I'll do like a Zara haul or like shop bop haul when I buy clothes on my Instagram. Well, Remy does them for like curvy women. And it's not just like, oh my God, everything's gonna fit like a glove. Like I'm in size zero, blah, blah, blah. But it's real. It's like, I order these clothes and this is how they fit. And it's like, you know, this is just the real. And she brings the real and she's so funny. Remy and I are gonna do a live show on. May 27th. So get ready. Um, tickets are on sale on my Instagram. So go check the Instagram for We Met at Acme. And I'm so excited. It's going to be a looped live show. Remy and I will be together, and everyone else will be virtual for safety reasons and COVID, obviously. Um, but in the future, we're going to be doing real shows in person. So stay tuned for that too. And I'm going to turn it over to Austin. now that I can finally do things again, I am so happy and I love it, but there's just no time to actually sit and cook. Like I just can't, I can't tell you the last time that I made a meal, all the groceries that I've ever bought just rot in my fridge. And that's why I'm so grateful that Daily Harvest exists. Daily Harvest delivers delicious food all built on organic fruits and vegetables delivered right to your door. It takes minutes to prepare. It's in the freezer until you're ready to enjoy it. So you're not wasting all the groceries that I've been wasting. And you don't have to overthink any of your meals. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but I am super indecisive when it comes to what I'm going to eat because there are so many options all the time. But with Daily Harvest you know exactly what you're going to have. Smoothies for breakfast, crisp flatbreads for lunch or dinner, and amazing harvest bowls and soups. I can literally eat a soup no matter what the weather is. And also, Daily Harvest recently launched almond milk, which is made of almonds and a dash of sea salt, and that's it. So you should really, really try it. I'm always stocked up whenever I need their almond milk for my smoothies. And... It's delicious. Go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code ACME to get $25 off your first box. That's promo code ACME for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. That is dailyharvest.com and promo code ACME. I'm not sure if I ever shared this on the podcast, but something that I really struggled with a few summers ago, I had a UTI that I didn't realize I had And I let it go untreated and it actually turned into a kidney infection and I've never been in more pain in my entire life. So if this is something you can relate to, if you've ever had a UTI, you need to know about Eucora. Eucora is so important for our urinary health and Like UTIs can happen for so many different reasons. For like, I always, always make sure that I get up and I pee after sex, but they can happen just because someone's prone to getting them, which is so crazy. Like, we need to get ahead of this. We need to get proactive about our urinary tract health. Eucora has a vaginal probiotic, which is beneficial for literally anyone that has a vagina. And it keeps your vaginal microbiome balanced and another daily supplement, which helps break down biofilm to keep your urinary tract clear. They have a super easy and helpful quiz on their website to find the product mix that's right for you. So get proactive, go to eukora.com acme, but you have to hurry because this is a limited time offer. And you also need to hurry because you need to get ahead of your urinary tract health. Go to uqora.com Acme to get 20% off your order. That's uqora.com slash Acme. Definitely do this. I'm telling you, UTIs are not fun and you do not want them to turn into a kidney infection.
1: Hey guys, it's me, Christelle Lim, co-founder and CMO of Bumo as a busy working parent myself, I felt like there was a lack of options for parents and I personally needed more support. So that's what we're doing here on Being Boomo. We're here to make your life easier, a little less stressful, and help you navigate through this complex thing called parenting. So subscribe now to Being Boomo at applepodcast.com slash Boomo or wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, gotta go. See you guys soon.
0: Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with Locks Club founder, Austin Kevich. Hey, Austin.
1: Hey, Lindsay. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for being here. Um, I'm so excited. I like have so much to ask you, but I feel like we'll start with the basics here for everyone who doesn't know you. How old are you and where are you from?
1: I'm 29 and I'm from Philadelphia.
0: Very cool. Mm -hmm. And I think you already knew that I was going to ask this. It's funny. The first time Austin and I ever spoke, I asked him, obviously, when his birthday was. And he told me his birthday. And now you have to say it again for everybody. It's July 5th. So Austin has the same birthday as my boyfriend, which is Uh, wild. I feel like it means so much. Like at 29... Or sorry, you're 29, right? Mhm. At 29 was when I met my boyfriend for the first time and before he's 30 now. Gotcha. But before we met, he was like notoriously the guy who like wouldn't date someone. Like it was just like would lose interest after like the first date. And I don't know your full story yet. And we're going to find out. But for some reason, I feel like you resonate with that.
1: Yes. Very. Sounds very familiar.
0: Yeah. And so I wonder, I wonder why that is. And if that's going to change for you at 29, kind of like it did for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get into like your relationship status. So what is your current relationship status?
1: I'm currently single. Um, okay. Quickly, this is, this is a deep question, just cutting into it, cutting into it. But Did your boyfriend's parents get divorced? Maybe that is something.
0: They didn't. They actually have a really amazing marriage. Um, Okay. But I'm really glad that you brought that up because I feel like, you know, I've dated people with parents who are together, people with parents who are divorced. And I feel like going through your parents' divorce as an adult can Mm -hmm. definitely... I mean, as a kid too, I'm sure, but as an adult especially, I feel like it can definitely affect how you date. Is is that something you went through recently?
1: No, well, my parents got divorced when I was very young. I think I was in second grade. But mm-hmm. just psychoanalyzing myself because you asked about uh, how your boyfriend was kind of picky. Yeah, it's probably a fear of commitment type thing from childhood or uh, being extra picky because we, we saw it. We saw marriage not work um, mm-hmm. but there's a plus side to that too
0: yeah I mean it's it's good to be picky to a certain extent but like to unpack that a little bit, did you like do you think that it's I, I'm always so curious with fear of commitment like are you afraid to commit because you're gonna hurt someone else or are you afraid to commit because you're gonna get hurt?
1: I'm gonna say neither from I think it depends on the person it's different for mm-hmm. each person. For me, it's just because I, I don't feel like I have the capacity to be the best boyfriend in the world right now. And a lot of that has to do with Locks Club, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it feels like... when I do want to be married one day and have a family and have a wife that I'm obsessed with, but like I don't feel ready to dive into that 100% yet, and I wouldn't want to be 90%.
0: Mm hmm. So, like, what is your other than being uh, like self aware, like that, that, that like you just told us, what is your like, like blind spot in relationships? What is where, like, for example, I'm super mm-hmm. controlling. Mm-hmm. I like can like fly off at like, you know, something really stupid and just yell because that's like kind of what I knew from childhood. Mm-hmm. What's your thing that like one of your exes, um, might be like, oh, Austin was so blank.
1: Oh, well, where do we begin? Um, probably, I think I'm, I'm very ADD brained, blessing and a curse. Uh, I'm horrible with my phone. I'm horrible at texting. My head's in imagination land 90% of the time. Honestly, like my team will have to call me and be like, did you eat lunch today? And the answer is usually, oh, shit, I forgot. So yeah, that's
0: so weird because my boyfriend's the same. I literally have to put food in front of him. And I never understood that because I plan my life around when is the next time I can like legally eat.
1: Do you think it's a July 5th thing then?
0: It could be. But I also think that, you know, it's it's it is like being in your own world and like being wrapped up in things. And like what is usually distracting you when you're like forgetting to eat lunch, let's say
1: nowadays Locks club. Um, mm. it's just like, I'm always thinking about it and I feel guilty because when, I, even when I'm with people, I mean, I've read a million books on mindfulness and I've tried all the, the meditation apps. So I know like I need to be, I should be present. I'll be happier if I'm present, but I, at dinner, whoever I'm with will be like, Austin. Uh, what were you just thinking about? Honestly, tell me. And it's usually some stupid idea for whatever I'm working on that day.
0: But I would argue that that's a really good thing. Like I was just having this conversation with someone about how like how exciting it is when you find your like joy or you find your passion because then like everything relates to it. Like you're always kind of on... And like I'm the same way with with my podcast. Like if I'm talking to someone random person at a bar and I'm like having an interesting conversation, the next question I'm going to ask is either how did you meet your your boyfriend or girlfriend or wife or husband whatever, or can you come on my podcast? Mm-hmm. And like it's like it's like tw- always your mind is just like always going there, and it's it's a good thing I would say.
1: I think the right the right partner will appreciate that, and that's probably why you and your boyfriend work because you see yeah. it as a strength.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. It's so it's so funny. I was listening recently to um, a how I built this episode with the founder of Hinge. And I and I've referenced this episode like a few times because I think it's really good. And you should definitely check it out. But I
1: literally just listened this morning.
0: Really? How weird it was,
1: is that? I swear so weird. I listened this morning.
0: It was really good, right? It was a great so episode.
1: Good. It was so good. It was so interesting. It's a crazy story
0: crazy story. And it had me thinking, like, I I was up late last night at 1am when I do my best thinking. And I was like, I have to ask Austin, like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg started Facebook because, like, you know, indirectly because of this girl that, like, had... Either broken up with him or whatever the story was, you know. Justin McLeod mm-hmm. started Hinge because he was trying to distract himself from losing his ex girlfriend at the time. I know
1: where this do is going. Do you think that
0: Locks Club had anything to do with your own personal dating life, and even just like, oh, you were like, I've been single for a while. Maybe I could find someone this way.
1: I will be the first to admit that it probably had everything to do. With getting broken up with, and I guess it—I guess it's a tale of, as old as time. And these other entrepreneurs have have been through that uh, struggle. But yeah, I was going through a breakup, and I was in that breakup funk where you buy, you are a badass, you know that yellow book, and then you start journaling and <laughs> meditating. And uh, I just remember, um, I tr- I was always anti dating app. And I just thought they were really cringy and I tried a few of them at that time. And all my friends would make fun of dating apps. And like, you know, like if, if you have a friend that meets someone on a dating app, they'll probably lie and say they met at the gym or at air One or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the time, completely as a joke, I was like, why isn't there a dating app for people that kind of hate dating apps and that doesn't take itself seriously. So I made this website and wrote, completely on a whim, just joking. I like wrote The Locks Club, an exclusive dating app for Jews with ridiculously high standards. And um, I let people apply through the website. And that was all it was. It was just like a Squarespace. And then to my surprise, like girls started sharing it on their Instagram stories because they thought it was funny, I guess. And a lot of people started applying. And that's when I considered working on it for a second. But I, even at that time, I truly never thought that I would be creating a dating app.
0: Mm hmm. Well, what go. does it mean exactly to, and then I want to unpack uh, your mm-hmm. breakup, but what does it mean to have ridiculously high standards? Like, how does that translate to Locks Club and like what you guys will accept versus keep on a wait list?
1: So, I think um, something that makes people feel uncomfortable about the current existing dating apps are like, depending on which app, like some of them are a little superficial and some of them are kind of douchey. Um, so, Our whole ethos is like, let's create something that's for down-to-earth people, like that don't take themselves seriously. And uh, so we built this application, like you have to apply. And then if we accept you, it's curated and then you get into the Locks Club. Uh, The most fun part for me is making it, I designed it to be like a secret speakeasy hidden inside a deli. So what that means is like when you first download the app, it asks you what's the secret password and it takes you through this whole fictional story about a deli and deli owner and this love story. And there's a secret locks club in the back. And the reason why I designed it that way is because I thought I'm, I'm very weirdly obsessed with like escape rooms and speakeasies with secret entrance, secret entrances and uh, magic shows. So I wanted to make this more of like a fun experience. And the dating app is more like a subtle byproduct of it compared to the other dating apps where it's like, so datey, like, explicitly you're going to come here for dating like it feels like a network event it's very like sterile
0: yeah but Mm -hmm. I guess like what are you guys like let's say you have this committee right and Mm -hmm. I know a few people on on the like quote-unquote committee who are great and let's say you apply I know with Raya, like they'll connect it to your Instagram. They'll check you out on Instagram. If you have like enough celebrities following you, they'll accept you. I don't know what their, you know, their thing is. With Soho House, there's a committee. Someone can can literally say, if you apply to Soho House, I know them. I don't like them. They're out. Like it's like a sorority. It's so, it can be so petty. Like what makes Locks Club's process different from just like seeing someone's Instagram, let's say, and making that decision and making that call? Like, how do you actually, like, are you like, oh, who went to camp with her since it's like a Jewish app, you know? Like, oh, yeah. she went to camp with my cousin. Like the Jewish geography tells me that like, she's cool. Cause like her mom is family friends with like my cousin from Long Island, whatever, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, there's the obvious the social media and the LinkedIn. Um, you could kind of get someone's vibe but that's only this that's only the tip of the iceberg it's very surface level so we ask a little bit deeper questions that you don't really read about anyone else on the internet like we ask you what are your what's your career story and and what are your ambitions and um all of our copies more so playful so you're kind of like it gives people the freedom to really like show their personality and uh be a little bit self-deprecating rather than like I have this sexy title at this giant corporation and that's why you should let me in. Like it's, we're very transparently not about that. Like it's more about like, Hey, this is why I'm here. This is the quirks that make make up my personality. And this is why I want to join locks club. And then mm-hmm. we do, then we do a little bit stalking of their, of their social media and just get a vibe. A lot of people, you know, a lot of the coolest people I know have like one picture on Instagram and 50 followers and that's fine.
0: Yeah. Is there any part of you that's like, shit, like I... What if I am only kind of like appealing to Jews and I wanted this to be like a bigger thing mm-hmm. for everyone? You know what I mean? Like, do you ever feel like, oh, like, am I being inclusive enough mm-hmm. for this to like grow to the level that I think it has potential to? Um, yeah. Or is it better to like be niche and then take it from there?
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. We get a lot of non-Jewish people asking if they can join. And the answer is always, I think of Lox Club like a deli. It's culturally Jewish, yeah, but anyone can come and enjoy the deli. And uh, for me, like I'm not super religious. And people might be surprised about that because uh, I, I helped start Lox Club. But I'm, it's not about the religion for me. It's more about, I feel like in the best way to meet people in real life, like your future partner, is through some curated experience, whether that be where you guys work or like you get introduced to a mutual friend or you get introduced at like a softball game. So Locks Club is more about we created this community where there's shared cultural values. And the Jewish part is kind of like the Trojan horse. Um, But it's really about the shared values.
0: Mm -hmm. And you know that I'm into astrology, obviously. Um, Is astrology ever something that you would add into the features of the locks club so that you could say like I'm an Aries and I want to date a cancer or whatever it might be.
1: First of all, I think that's genius. So we should talk about adding that into the acts. I think that'd be really fun. <laughs> you whole, can
0: just Venmo me.
1: I will. I'll give you 80%. And <laughs> we are adding astrology, but in a way that you would, you would not expect our big initiative for this next year um, assuming like COVID allows us is to have launch events in cities around the country and then around the world. And our whole ethos for Locks Club and these events is we want to help people find love in non-cringy ways. I've always been like I, I hate going to bars because I feel like I'm so so socially awkward where like I can't just stand there and make sm- like hold my drink and make small talk with someone. I need to be doing an activity and then connect with someone as a byproduct. So back to the astrology, um, our favorite idea so far for our first launch event is a sexual tarot card reader. And I think that is such a fun way to, be, to break the ice with a group of people and one person's getting their reading and they start, they start opening up about themselves and it's kind of funny and, and lighthearted. So it allows you to like really go deep like right away. And it's not so like compared to like a speed dating event or like a networking event where like you're there to just meet someone. This is more about we're going to have all these fun activities and you happen to meet people as a byproduct.
0: I love that. I'm so excited for this potential event and for the world to uh, open up so we can experience it again. Sure. So going back to your breakup, which kind of spawned the Locks Club in a way, mm-hmm. was this a rejection for
1: you? This was, yes. It was one of those on and off type relationships. Uh, I'm sure everyone out there knows what I'm talking about. At, mm-hmm. at, at that that breakup uh was was a rejection for me yeah and was it yeah it for sure lit a fire under me and I think I needed that wake-up call like I needed I needed that slap into face that slap in the face from the universe to really like look inward and be like how do I like I need to make moves yeah I've always had to do something about it
0: Thank God for rejections. Otherwise, we wouldn't be sitting here today. I wouldn't have started We Met at Acme. You wouldn't have started Locks Club. Um, well, I didn't
1: I didn't know about your story. Can you give me the yeah. can you give me the the, <laughs> the tweet version? The
0: short of it is basically I was I was dumped on my birthday like a month before I started We Met at Acme. And it was it was shocking because I was like the the person out of my friend group that everyone went to for like dating advice. And then I found myself like totally just turned on my ass. By the way, like maybe maybe I had always been like doing something wrong and I didn't even realize it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. but that really made me be like, "Holy shit, I need to learn more about dating than, than I thought." But going back to yours, like, w- was that your first rejection? Like, had you kind of been the rejector before that?
1: No, I'm I'm more the type that I'm afraid. To end it with people because I just I don't wanna I hate seeing anyone upset. Like I'm very I wanna take care of everyone, I wanna nurture everyone, probably to a fault. Actually, I've been in three relationships, two of them broke up with me. One of them, I I broke up with them.
0: Okay, that's funny. You're you you do have a lot of similarities to my boyfriend. Um like that's one of one thing that I kind of thought was a red flag about him is also an, an amazing thing about him which it sounds like you have this quality too which is that he he doesn't want to hurt anyone you know and so mm-hmm. i was like you so badly don't want to hurt someone that like you could be in a relationship for like 4 years past it's like mm-hmm. expiration date just because like you feel bad and that's scary you know like that's yeah. a scary that's a scary thought but it also has its positives as well was there a reason, like a a real reason versus maybe like a reason she told you why it kind of all came to an end?
1: We're talking about the breakup that led to Locks Club?
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: God. Uh, If I remember correctly, I think it was she wanted to focus on herself. And I know that sounds cliche, but she was somewhere in her career path where she wasn't she felt like she wasn't happy she was very stressed about money um she was in between jobs and trying to figure out a job oh she had also just moved for a job that's that's a huge reason she moved to Houston for a job Mm -hmm. so um when when
0: was her birthday today oh wow shut the fuck up it's today oh my god her birthday so right now it's April 21st um she's a tourist Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's pretty crazy um what are the odds? Have you said happy birthday?
1: I did. You but did? We we have a lot of love for each other and understanding for each other. Um, like even through that breakup, like I, I really appreciated that she did it.
0: Had she, has she like re-entered into a relationship or has she been single since?
1: Mm, she's been single since.
0: Interesting. So you don't think that you're potentially still emotionally invested in this?
1: Um. I don't know. I would need a, I need a therapist to tell me that we, we Uh both, we both, we both went into, to making career mode the first priority because she, she came from divorced parents as well. And, um, I mean, she, she has other stuff that she's, she's overcome in her life. Uh, but Mm -hmm. like we both had the mindset that like, we should really focus on building this foundation for ourselves now, like as individuals. And then that's going to last us the next 80 years of life. And we'll be very thankful we did it when we were 28, 29, rather than like having a wake up call when we're 50.
0: Sure. But if I were, if I had just met you and we were dating, I would be, I would think it was a little sus that you still communicate with, with your ex, but maybe that's just me. Do you think that if you met someone that really like blew you away, that you were ready to like welcome into your life as as a serious partner, you would stop communicating with your ex?
1: Okay. First of all, I don't the, the the communication with the with the ex, I would be super annoying if you're talking to your ex every day. But maybe on birthdays and there's a mutual understanding of like that you guys are 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 broken up and why you're broken up. So it's not like one party's secretly trying to get back with the other behind like your current partner's back. Then I get it. Yeah, but your
0: your reasoning for the breakup is so vague. Like, it's it's not an, a legitimate reason. It's not like we realized that we weren't a match. It's like mm-hmm. we wanted to focus on our careers. So that could mm-hmm. be like, you know, just thinking back to the Justin McLeod episode, like, you know, if I were a girl meeting him before, like who wasn't Kate, who he ended up with, right? Like mm-hmm. I would be like what's the real reason? And then he would say what? Like she just like, she's like the one that got away, you know, like that doesn't make someone feel good.
1: Okay. So so to answer your question, if I was in a new relationship and I was still talking to my ex, then I think it's my responsibility to take a step back and be like, why am I still talking to my ex? Maybe there's something there and Mm -hmm. I shouldn't let that affect this new person. So we need to, this isn't fair. Um, Mm -hmm. Rather than like, having some sort of rule like weird rules and resentment bubble up i'd rather just take it on myself and, and figure myself figure what, what's the deal
0: i think that's fair yeah in terms of dating now assuming that when you have the time you go on a date or two
1: mm-hmm.
0: how are you meeting those people and have you shamelessly used locks club to just like message whoever you want
1: i am so excited to use locks club to go on a date I embarrassingly have not yet because I basically have a girlfriend named Lox Club and she takes up all my time. And I've watched everyone around me in my life go on Lox Club dates and have these crazy fun date stories. And I'm jealous and I live vicariously through them. So I'll use Ox Club. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to be able to use it.
0: But there's no one like you, like when was the last time you went on a date?
1: Like a real date where I actually went out to dinner with someone and it's planned and not a spontaneous thing. It's I haven't I haven't since working on this.
0: So if someone wanted to meet you,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what would you, what would like someone really close to you suggest they do?
1: Be assertive with me because um, I am surprisingly shy. I rarely make the first move, and I'm just like, like I said, like my head's in the clouds, and I just don't even like think to do it. So if someone was really confident, I love confidence. If someone was confident and took the reins, and was like, hey, whatever, like, Lindsay introduced us, said we were be a good match. Like, we're going to go here and work is an excuse. Let's make it happen. That'd probably be the way to do it.
0: But if you weren't attracted to them, would you be able to tell them the truth? Because I know we don't like to let people down.
1: If I wasn't attracted to them?
0: Yeah, like if they were assertive with you, but you were... Uh, not attracted. Like, would you be honest about that? Because like, I know you have like that people pleaser inside of you.
1: Could you imagine saying to someone like, sorry, I'm not attracted to you?
0: No, but like, I guess you'd just be like, yeah, like I, I don't, oh, it's so hard. I, I, was, I don't know. Yeah.
1: If it was, if it was someone who like, 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 let's say you really vouched for them and said, Austin, this person's like really worth your time. And I don't know if I'm attracted or not. I would at least consider going out as like with expectations of friendship. And then um, if there's something about their vibe that I'm attracted to, then great. It's a nice surprise. If not, then at least I'm a cool person.
0: I like that attitude. That's a yes attitude. What's the biggest turnoff for you when you're like initially getting to know someone and initially courting
1: someone? Uh, like personality wise or phys- physical turnoff?
0: I think... Maybe personality wise.
1: Okay. Uh, biggest turn off personality wise, I think is a lack of confidence. I love when I love when people are confident, just like know what they want and they're just they're vulnerable. They have the confidence to be vulnerable. And I think that's the key to life, honestly, and relationships. Just don't be need, don't be needy. Like like love your love your situation whatever you're you're doing with your life and and yourself and your friends and your family so much that you don't really need a partner that's I think that's so attractive.
0: Yeah. And what about physical if there is one?
1: Physical turnoff?
0: I feel like you when I tried to when we had our first conversation I was like wait are you single I have people for you and then I sent a few people your way it seemed like a physical turnoff to you was like someone who which is ironic cuz you live in LA. Someone who like wears a lot of makeup or like, you know, has done things to their face or whatever. Like, is that true?
1: Well, not necessarily if they've done things to their face at all, more so like if they look very artificial. Mm -hmm. Um, Like if someone has like huge inflated lips, you know what I'm talking about. And also if someone cares about their, social media presence way too much and for no reason.
0: Mm-hmm. What's the biggest misconception about you? Someone actually wrote in, they said they heard that you're sensitive.
1: Yeah. Oh, this is... Yeah. Okay. So if you ask any, especially any female in my life, um, they'll always say like, holy shit, I assumed you were a fuck boy based on what you look like and from your Instagram. And like, because I live in LA, like most people don't even know I'm not an LA boy. And then once they see how weird I am, like I'll be like into these escape rooms and puzzles and Nathan for you. And I'm kind of awkward and uh, I don't take anything seriously. Like I'm very, I'm kind of like a quirky person. They're always shocked.
0: Mm -hmm. What do you think? Oh, this is, this is a good one. So there was a, there was like a back and forth about, I think you had posted some story and then like, Sophia Franklin had posted some story. Did you guys ever talk? Did you guys ever flirt?
1: Yeah, we hooked up a couple times.
0: I can't tell if you're joking or I'm, not.
1: I'm joking. I'm kidding. <laughs> I am not I was uh, going to say,
0: holy shit, this is huge. Now now I know that she's cheated on the person she's dating. That's no, why.
1: There, there's a bunch of people sent me Reddit threads about me and her being a thing, which is funny because I'm so irrelevant. And there's, it's like people were shipping us. No, I don't shipping, know. You. I don't know. I don't know anything about her. She seems really funny, though.
0: Yeah, she's funny. She was a good episode that we did.
1: Yeah. I wish um, I had some more juice for you.
0: I wish you did, too. I wish oh, you she, did, too.
1: She was on this podcast?
0: She was. Yeah, you got it. You got to go back and listen. Mm-hmm. Um, Why, Sash, like, when is Locks Club going to kind of narrow down between, like, showing just people in New York for New Yorkers, just people in LA for LAers, like, when is that happening, if if it's happening, and why hasn't it happened yet?
1: Okay, so when we first launched the app, um, a lot of our whole vision for this is to build this community where there's other fe- there's like events and and activities other than just dating. So a lot of, a big request from the members was we want to be able to see people in other cities. Um, a lot of them would you know if, if you're, for me personally, like if my Soulmate was in New York, and I saw her. Like I wouldn't be opposed to seeing her on the app. Um, and oh. then as as time went on, people started craving more to see people nearby, which which makes sense. So now that's our top priority, and that's why we started waitlisting certain cities. So like for example, Chicago. We're not open in Chicago anymore. We're gonna go launch there in person and just really like do it right and open up the floodgates so that there's people in Chicago who can only see people in Chicago. If, that's their preference.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you know, and like, you know, sometimes on Hinge, I don't know if this is still a feature, but you'll talk to someone back and forth and then Hinge will be like, did you guys go on a date? Like, how did it go? Blah, blah, blah. Is there any way for you to tell if anyone has like successfully met on Locks Club thus far?
1: The way that we've been telling for now is just people have reached out and told us Um, we're planning on doing an editorial where we showcase successful couples and we've interviewed a couple and we're in the process of designing that and and we're getting ready to post that on our Instagram. Um, but no, we don't ask in the app. I'm on the fence about it. I think it's, I think it's cool, but like, do people actually, are people actually honest with the company? Like, do they care enough to respond to the company, uh, like an app pop up and be like, yeah, I did go on a date and this is how it went.
0: I have to ask since you're a cancer and then we're going to get into some rapid fire poll questions, okay. but be honest with me. Cause I know you, you like vulnerability. When was the last time you cried?
1: The last time I cried was like four days ago. Why? Um, I'm going to tear up talking about this. Uh, I found a letter from my grandma who passed away, like outside my front door. And it was really weird.
0: What? How did it get there?
1: I don't know. We're in the process of moving. So I'm sure it had something to do with that. But um, mm-hmm. I went around and asked everyone who crossed who, who came into the house that day, like, did you put this here? And no one no one did. And my grandma passed like very recently and, and like very recently. So it, it, and, and the letter was from a couple of years ago. I'd never seen it before. What it said on it was very relevant to what's going on in my life today. So it just really freaked me out.
0: That's crazy. And that's just so much higher power, like telling you that what you're doing is what you should be doing. So that's really beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. Okay. We're going to lighten the mood a little bit (laughs) with some rapid fire poll questions. Is it a red flag or no big deal? If you have more fun going out with your friends without your partner than with your friends and your partner? Red flag. Agreed. I feel like you don't like drink and do a lot of drugs.
1: How'd you know that? Or,
0: I don't know. I don't know. I'm just comparing mm-hmm. you to my boyfriend
1: because you have the same birthday. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, I am. Um, Everything, the thing about me being sensitive and, and me being kind of lame with like drinking drugs, is it's all true. Uh, which is why people, again, like are surprised when they, they find out that I'm not this image, fuck boy stereotype.
0: Yeah. But I, I have to ask, and this is the only like sexual thing I'm going to ask you, but like, okay. you know, you're not dating. You're not like really talking to anyone. Like, how do you like make sure you're happy? You know what I'm saying?
1: I have, I love petting cute animals and... <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> you're, you're like,
0: I have, you're like, I have a hand and I have a penis.
1: I have, I have a vivid imagination. So okay. Um, I'm not a big... I'm not a big porn watcher, surprisingly. Okay. I'm more like I could, I could create the movie in my head. Okay.
0: But you're able to mm-hmm. make sure that your self-care is taken care of.
1: Yeah. How about you?
0: I have a lot of sex and I also masturbate. So it's a really nice combination.
1: Okay. Well, I've been... I've, okay. I've been sexually active. So oh. I shouldn't... I don't want to make it seem like I literally haven't touched a female in years. So
0: you have like a friend with benefits.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, not not at the moment. At the moment, but, I'm completely okay. clean slate, free agent.
0: Hmm. So, what's the moment? Like a few days, or um,
1: a few weeks? F- few
0: weeks? Okay. It's a big moment.
1: Mm-hmm. Big um, moment. Very big. Is moment. it?
0: Is it a red flag if they drink soda?
1: Well, that's a great question. Uh, are they just drinking it randomly or, or are yeah, they you, like something in it? No,
0: like no, randomly, no mixers.
1: I can't see the person I'm um, going to date drinking soda because I'm not a big soda drinker, but some of my favorite people, shout out Julie. All this girl drinks is white wine. Yes, I love cut.
0: Julie. Julie is like our best episode oh, you know ever. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she's one of my favorite humans in the world, and Julie all she drinks is Diet Coke. <laughs>
0: yeah, we share we share a serious love of Diet Coke. Do marriages work better if you and your partner are more similar, or do opposites attract?
1: Ooh, I think you need. I've thought about this a lot. I think you need very similar values, so mm-hmm. you can be opposite in um, personality traits, but you need this. You need the same value. Like you need to both like value family or work or like health and, and the big, the big important things have to be the same.
0: Were your parents more similar or more opposite?
1: They're exactly what I just said. They're, they, they're both obsessed with family. Like they're both like, they live for their kids. I have two siblings, but then their personality traits, like my dad, my mom is so spiritual and, and health and wellness and holistic. Um, like she never let me drink soda growing up. And my dad is way more like my coach, like competitive, I have a tiger like w- would play rocky for me every day. Very different.
0: Mhm. Does the time of day someone likes you on a dating app like 11am versus 11pm give you a different vibe about what they're looking for? Yes or no?
1: Yes. Yeah. It's like going out to on a breakfast date versus a let's get drinks at 11pm date.
0: Yeah, a breakfast date is more serious. If they don't text you within 24 hours of your first date, can you assume that they're not interested? Yes or no?
1: No. They might be playing games, but I I think that's a red flag too.
0: So you would text a girl after your first date within 24 hours if you were interested?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Is it a red flag or a deal breaker if you sometimes feel alone in your relationship?
1: <laughs> I I think it's both. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It's 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 a deal yeah. breaker for sure. Yeah,
1: but but you but like sometimes it's on the person to communicate. Like you can't you can't assume that your partner can read your mind.
0: Yeah, you can never assume that. Yeah. If a guy calls a girl dude in a message on a dating app, is that a red flag or a deal breaker?
1: No. I Maybe mean, she's just being funny.
0: If they text you within the first 24 hours, like we discussed, after the first date and then nothing after that for a while. Did they change their mind? Yes or no?
1: No. It depends on the person. If they're a miss in some career thing or
0: mm-hmm. you
1: could get a vibe of the person, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think everyone's different and there are always exceptions. But for mm-hmm. the most part, if they don't continue to think about you and text you, that's not the best sign, not the best sign. Yeah. Austin, Do you do you have a quote or piece of advice that has helped you or guided you throughout the years that you could share with our listeners?
1: Oh, oh, and this is a good quote for for dating. It's relevant. So, I was in Costa Rica on a hike once and there was this sign that said, "Don't chase butterflies, instead tend to your garden and then the butterflies will come." And I I remember taking a picture with it and saving that quote and I lo- that's always been my mindset and then I think if everyone if everyone tends to their own garden and they'll never need someone else and those are the best, the strongest relationships.
0: That's great. I love that. I feel like everyone who has come on the podcast in the last like month has said a variation of that, which is amazing. How can everybody find you, follow you, and hopefully get off the wait list for Locks Club?
1: Um, so you have a link, right? So we're going to give your audience an expedited, expedited review. So We do it.
0: have a link. We'll definitely do some swipe ups on our Instagram. So, so stay tuned for that.
1: Mm-hmm. And just be yourself on the application. Like Be weird. Be quirky. We're all humans on the other end. And we're not judging you superficially. So make us laugh.
0: Yeah. And where can everyone possibly slide into your DMs?
1: My name at Austin Kevish on Instagram. And the Locks Club Instagram is just at Locks Club.
0: Perfect. Thanks, Austin.
1: Thank you, Lindsay.